I am hosting a retreat in Tulum, Mexico, in paradise this October called Bloom in Tulum. It's a five-day, all-inclusive, personal and professional growth retreat for ambitious, big-hearted women who are ready to step into their power with grace, support, and confidence. So my two biz besties and I dreamed up this magical retreat over sushi a few months back, and after lots of planning, it's actually happening. We have mapped out a thoughtful itinerary with lots of downtime to make the most of this beautiful paradise beachside location and also set you up for a powerful and memorable experience of growth. There's only 20 spots available and all three of us are promoting it to our full community. So that's like over 50,000 people. So I imagine the spots will fill very quickly. If you are interested in joining us in Bloom and Tulum, go to bloomintulum.com for all the details and to complete your application. Also know that early bird pricing ends on June 30th. So it's a really good time to secure your spot and save some money. I mean, honestly, like how fun would it be to hang out in person at a gorgeous, luxurious, all-inclusive in October? So head to Bloom in Tulum. That's B-L-O-O-M in Tulum. T-U-L-U-M. Bloomintulum.com for all the details and complete your application. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast Episode 95, Carla and I solve all your holiday problems. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, as always, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the mom of two girls ages 7 and 10. Thank you so much for being here today. This is another episode with my dear friend, Carla Nomberg, and we are going to talk about how to take care of the holidays. And there's a lot of wonderful things we cover in this episode. This will be an episode where you'll want to either take notes or make sure you head back over to mindfulmamapodcast.com to get the links because we are going to share with you um, how to focus on what's important, how to deal with family stress. But we also have tons of gift ideas, good stuff for your kids, and great ideas for giving with kids, and great ideas for traveling with kids. There's there's a bunch of um, apps and podcasts and resources that we we share so this is a a really uh, a a podcast chock full of resources that and there's some of them are so hilarious i can't wait till you get to the end where we talk about uh, a really hilarious bingo game for how to take care of some family stress and have a sense of perspective about some family stress, you are going to laugh out loud. I'm psyched to have you back as always, my dear friend. Carla, do you want to tell everyone who you are? Sure. My name is Carla Nomberg and I am a Hunter Clarkfield devotee. And I'm also, <laughs> I'm also, let's see, um, I'm a social worker. I do parent coaching. I've written a couple books about parenting mindfulness, and I'm currently writing my third book, which is called How to Stop Losing Your Shit with Your Kids. Um, and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be published by Workman in another year or two. And, um, and I'm a, you know, mindfulness practitioner. And I love coming on and talking to Hunter. Yay, yay. Carla, man, thanks to you and your new book, I'm going to have to label every single one explicit. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so explicit. I'm really explicit. I'll, it's okay. okay. So from now on, we'll, we'll do a different title. I'll make up a new title just for you. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> so I'm so psyched that you're here. And as it is December here, if you're listening in real time, if you're listening into the future, hello. What's it like in the future? Do we have, you know, droids in our houses yet? Anyway. No. Actually, you know, it's funny because we're going to talk about the holidays is that my daughter, um, my 10 year old daughter just brought me her Christmas list this morning and she, 
she put on it programmable droid so it goes like lip gloss walkie talkies programmable droid that's terrifying <laughs> that's terrifying we live, nope. we live we live in the future carla they're asking for no programmable droids. <laughs> no i'm giving my kids um a tonka truck that's it no, i don't know um, what i'm giving them but it's not a droid so we're going to talk about the holidays today, and we're going to talk about some different things about the holidays, including maybe how to stay mindful, how to focus on what's important, how to kind of deal with some stress over the holidays, and maybe even some um, ideas, gift ideas, and, and ideas to make the holidays special and, and less stressful for sure. And I'm, I definitely want to include um, some ideas, if you happen to be traveling, some some podcasts um, for kids. So this is kind of what's coming up. And, and Carla and I have just, you know, we, we haven't, we haven't been making huge notes on this, but we, I know that you have thoughts on the holidays. And also it's, what's cool, Carla, is that we come from different perspectives. I come from a kind of a secular, uh, yet we celebrate Christmas perspective. And you come from a Jewish perspective, so we bring our, yes. our whole different uh, perspectives to the holidays. Um, traditionally, yes. is it a really stressful time for you, or you, is this something that you, you get into and really, you really dig? Um, so I love Hanukkah. It's one of my favorite of the Jewish and secular holidays. Um, but yeah, absolutely, it can get stressful because, you know, I, we still, you know, in my extended family, we have people who celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah and all that stuff. And so there is a lot of questions about like giving presents and who are we getting presents to and where's the travel and who are we going to see and who are we going to not see and what am I going to, you know, how much time am I spending with my kids over the break and do I need to scramble and find a couple of days of, you know, winter camp so I can get some work done. So yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. There's stress. Um, and the one thing I do want to say to listeners is that I think that, you know, part of the stress of the holidays can be for sure around all the buying and shopping and decorating and making sure everything's just perfect. And um, part of it can also be when we get so sucked into, I just want it to be so meaningful and mm. sacred and special that we can actually create additional stress for ourselves by just trying so hard. And so if, when you are listening to our conversation, if you, if you notice in yourself that you're starting to feel stressed out, by the things we're suggesting because it just feels like more to do or more to create, please let that go. Like don't, don't get sucked into that too. Cause what we really want to do in this conversation is offer you suggestions to decrease your stress. And so if you notice that for some reason, something you read online about how to have more mindful holidays or whatever it is, or something you hear today is causing you stress. then that just means it's not the right advice for you. And there's other great advice for how you can really try to find some joy and connection these holidays instead of, you know, getting more stressed out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's great advice. So just take what, you know, works for you and take what doesn't. But I think that that is a great place to start really is the idea of um, simplifying. And, and I, and I really liked this idea that I just got from, there's a, you know, very simple on parents.com that, you know, a, an article about 10 steps to less stress for a less stressful holiday. And their first idea, which I think was really cool, was to ask for your family's input, to like actually sit down and call a family meeting and say, you know, what, you know, they, they make the suggestion to list three, have everyone list their three favorite holiday activities, you know, uh, you know, maybe reading around the fireplace or making cookies or whatever it is, and then ask for three things they could do without. And I thought, this is such a good idea. Like, at, ask them, everyone in your family, to consider, you know, what you would like to skip. And I think that's just, just even the idea of opening up the, the door to that is a really smart idea. And, and also, it's smart to kind of bring your kids into the conversation to also even suggest to them that it's, you know, even just having that conversation with our kids suggests to them that, you know, it's not all more is better. And in fact, you know, for us to enjoy and take in 
and, and enjoy some of the things that we do do, we need to have space around some of those things. So it's not just like, boom, 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 like kind of like the big pile of toys. How much do you enjoy the one in the middle? You know, in order to really take in the things and, and enjoy some of the things, we need to kind of balance them with some downtime and some, some things that we can do without. Um, what, did, what did you think about this suggestion, Carla? I really like the idea of, well, there's two pieces of, of it that I really like. One is the idea of having this intentional conversation. And it may be that if you have a parenting partner or spouse, you might want to have the conversation with them first before mm -hmm. you bring it to your kids. And the idea is just to get really clear about, like, what are your values for the holidays? And for some folks, it may be, you know what, I save up all year long because for me, having a really abundant, like, gift-giving experience actually is something I value tremendously because we don't give gifts the rest of the year or because it's just like whatever. The point is there's, there's no judgment on what, mm -hmm. what works for you and your family, what matters. But what I would love is for all of us and my family included to be a little more intentional about like what does bring us joy and is it finding ways to spend some more time outside? Um, is it finding ways to just sit and like have no planned time or is this actually the time of year when we do once a year, go to see the Nutcracker or whatever it is, but just having some intentionality behind it. And then the flip side of that, which this article does touch on, is letting it be okay to let go of traditions that don't work for you or your family anymore. And I realize that this can get very tricky with extended family. And there may be times when you say, you know, we don't really love Aunt Bertha's Christmas party, but it means so much to her that we're willing to go because our relationship matters and we care about Aunt Bertha. But there may be other traditions that you've been doing because you've just been doing them. And it really is okay to reconsider those and decide, you know, do we want to do this again this year? Or do we want to start a new family tradition? So, um, yeah, I love this idea of really being thoughtful about what have we done in the past and has it actually worked for us? And if not, what can we create instead? I love that. We are supported by Melon Headwear. These hats are perfect for Father's Day. They are built to be in and around water. They last five times longer than any other hat. They're naturally antimicrobial properties. It doesn't, sweat doesn't break down the hat. No sweat stains, no smell ever. It's built for the water. We tested it tubing on the Brandywine River and it was fabulous. It even floats when it drops in the water. It doesn't lose shape. It is amazing. An incredible, comfortable fit. Use code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off your order. If you're trying to figure out a Father's Day gift, honestly, trust me, this is exactly what they want. Go to melon.com, that's M-E-L-I-N.com, and use the code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off. Melon rarely offers discounts, so don't miss this opportunity. It is, I swear, the perfect Father's Day gift. Premium headwear, melon.com. Use the code mindful for 30% off. We are sponsored by Midi Health. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, vaginal dryness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. All of these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around perimenopause and menopause. And the experts at Midi Health understand what you're experiencing and how to help. Midi clinicians are menopause experts dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions. Midi care is covered by insurance, and with Midi Health, you can stop pushing through it all alone. Schedule a virtual visit to discuss your symptoms and health background in depth. You'll come out of the experience feeling heard and with a plan to start feeling better. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Joinmidi.com. Is there is there anything you've reconsidered? Because I, I we certainly have at our house, and one of the things that um, we've reconsidered that I've reconsidered because I knew it would completely be me was is the idea of um, Christmas cards, and actually it's something I've never done, which is um, I've just never sent Christmas cards because I just find it's like there's enough going on and it's such a busy uh, full month for me. And but what I do do is I don't I, you know, I kind of thought, well, when I decided not to start Christmas cards, I thought maybe I'll send a, a Valentine's Day card every year, which 
totally failed and I didn't do that. But um, <laughs> I do, I do reach okay. out and write to people. Um, you know, now and then I do have, you know, stationary and just reach out and connect with people uh, now and then in, in writing, but it, it's not something we do is do Christmas cards, which I know a lot of people love and it's, and I'm not, it's no judgment. It's like, I love getting them. Um, but it's just something that we chose not to do just for our sanity and just to take something off the to-do list. Um, you know, so is there anything like that for you that you've reconsidered um, as far as a holiday tradition? Yeah, and I actually reconsidered it in a way that I think most people aren't expecting. So when the girls were little, I was super hung up on, I'm not going to buy them a lot of toys. We're going to really focus on experiences and books and things they need, like a new jacket or something. And um, I realized after a couple of years of that, that A, I was like really stressing myself out about it. And B, I remembered when I was a kid that really some of the joy of the holiday was getting just great toys that I really wanted to play with. And so over the past couple of years, so we have, you know, all the different nights of Hanukkah and the girls get one present each night. And sometimes it's a present from their grandparents and sometimes it's a present from their aunt or whoever it is. But, you know, there are a few nights my husband and I cover. And so sometimes it is like an experience. We're going to go somewhere, but really they're like at least three nights when they just get a straight up commercial awesome toy, like this year we're getting them um, some new Lego sets because they really love Legos. Um, and they're, they, they love little plastic figurines, you know, from various movies or shows and they make little scenes with them and whether it's Playmobil or Disney princesses or whatever, they just love them. They get so much fun playing with them. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm not stressing about buying them these straight up cheap commercial toys because they use them and they love them. And so for me, just freeing myself from this stress about, oh, I talk about mindful parenting and therefore I must only get them organic wooden blocks and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like enough already. Like here's, here's a set of like, you know, Disney princesses, go play. And they do. So really releasing myself from that piece of stress was kind of an evolution in my parenting that's made it honestly more fun. And they're so psyched. Kids love it. And it makes them happy. So I do, I, I think my approach to the gift giving is a little more balanced now. I love that. And, I love that because yeah. you're giving permission to all the mindful mamas listening to this who are saying, who are giving, you know, who have that sort of should story in their heads. Like I should, it should be this way and it should look this way and that kind of thing. And I should be, uh, you know, making sure, you know, whatever, everything is, is, is just so. And, and I, you're giving people permission to say, you know what, it's okay for me to do this. And, and, yeah. and they're having a blast. Your kids are having a blast yeah. and that's really fun. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I totally And about the Christmas about the Christmas cards, like good for you. So we do send out New Year's cards because we don't celebrate Christmas in our house. We I love send yours. out New Year's cards. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fun for me because I love taking a lot of pictures and so I just do a little card with the pictures. But you know, it's it's money. It costs us money and every year it's sort of a reconsideration of whether or not we're gonna do it. And I think they people should consider Christmas cards completely optional. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who send us a holiday email and it's got pictures of their family and it's got a little bit of text and you just write it once. It's free. You send it out. And I love that just as much. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, all three of those doing nothing, sending an email, sending cards or what you do, just sending some handwritten letters. Um, I think people should feel completely free to pick whatever they want. Absolutely. And yeah, that's exactly the thing is like, give yourself permission to choose what's going to feel best for you and what's not, you know, is this going to add stress to your life or is this going to add more joy to your life? And that should be the consideration. Mm -hmm. Is it going to add more stress and, and more, or more joy? And so you touched a, a little on like um, the gifts and how fun it was. And I completely remember like, getting my cabbage patch kit and being like so psyched even though it was uh the generic one <laughs> I was like completely <laughs> noticed that um, but anyway I I really the gifts I think is something that's really exciting and it's kind of fun uh part of it it's funny because I I have in my life certainly had like judgment about like the gifts and kind of that too much and there can be too much and it can be kind of overwhelming and especially if you have little kids oh my gosh like the stuff that just flows into your house and it and it is really helpful to sort of 
to simplify, I think, um, our kids' kind of uh, toy landscape ultimately. But it is really fun to consider that. So let's consider some of the some of the ideas that you, maybe you have and I have for my kids. And I know that one of the things that's been kind of floating around in the zeitgeist recently in the last couple of years that I thought, oh, this is kind of helpful is there was like a little rhyme. It's like, uh, what is it? It's like something something they want, something they need, something, something, to wear, something, something to read. To read. Yeah, something to wear, yeah. something to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I think that's kind of a cool guide, you know, should you need some help simplifying your, you know, imp impulses, something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. Um, for us, <clears throat> my girls, my daughters read so fast we do like to give them something to read, but sometimes, at least with my oldest, like she will read a book in like less than a day. So it's such a fleeting yeah. kind of thing that we really encourage her to just use the library. Um, but yeah. uh, but we're definitely going to be considering, you know, maybe some Legos because they really, we really see how much joy they get out of those. And again and again, yeah. and again in so many ways. And And one of the things I've been considering as far as for the kids is thinking about the idea of um, uh, like experiences as well as one of the things that I'm kind of considering this year is the idea that this is sort of a new thing is this idea of these subscription boxes, right? Like they're the thing that I guess yeah. I've been considering is this idea of a tinker crate. Um, and Cause I know my kids would probably get a lot of joy over that. Um, over a lot of time and they really I know they really like the magazine subscriptions that have been sent to them National Geographic kids they really love and they've really enjoyed that a lot but but then again it is fun to open things on Christmas or on Hanukkah or on whatever you know you're celebrating uh, um, solstice maybe <laughs> um, what are you what are you thinking about for for your kids and, and what's been successful um, as far as making it an exciting and special uh, experience for your kids? Um, yeah, I love all those ideas. I think the subscription boxes are really fun. Um, and I also love magazine subscriptions. I mean, they still make highlights. Can we remember highlights with like the awesome where you had to search in the picture to find everything. And then there were the two brothers and one of them was like Goofus and Gallant. Goofus and Gallant. Yes. Remember Goofus? Yes. yes. They still make highlights and it's so awesome. I think my sister is actually getting my daughter's like a sticker box subscription um, uh, where every month they're going to get a new sticker box. And if you go, I just found this morning, I was looking at this. If you go to mysubscriptionaddiction.com, I'm not affiliated with this website. I just found it this morning. But they actually have a list of a ton of different subscription boxes for kids by age. So it's called mysubscriptionaddiction.com. So you can see all the options. Um, we also do, um, like I said, experiences. And that can be a trip to a show, a trip to the movies. If you have a kid who's really into a specific you know, museum or, I mean, I know the aquarium in Boston, for example, is fantastic, but it's really expensive. And so, you know, that could be the exciting thing that you do with your kids is take them to, um, you know, some event or something or somewhere that they might not normally get to go. Um, I'm trying to think, we also often will use this time to give them a gift that is sort of about a developmental leap they're ready to make. Um, that we wouldn't do the rest of the year. So my my third grader is starting to use a computer in the classroom at school. And my second grader is very interested in this. And apparently, I don't really know that much about this, but there are these computers that are designed for kids to actually like put together and Ooh. then use. Wow. And my husband says we can like set it up so it'll connect to the TV. So it will really be a family experience. And they can use some of the like apps they use at school. Like they're using apps to learn like, coding and they use apps for math and they use apps for Hebrew and like educational apps. So this is something we're going to explore. The one thing I would encourage parents to think about is if something is not a thing in your house yet, do you want to make it a thing? So for example, we, my husband got one of those, what, I'm going to sound like a little lady now, you know, that Amazon thing or the Google thing that you put on the counter and you talk to it and it talks back to you. Oh, Alexa, uh, the, we have yeah, that like in Alexa. the house too. <laughs> so my husband bought one and he brought it home and I was like, oh no, 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 it's still in the box. 
And he thought I was concerned about somehow people spying on us. And I was like, no, my life is not that interesting. People are more than welcome to spy. My concern is that all of a sudden there's this thing in the house that I have to manage. Like I have to tell the girls, no, no, you can't say that to Alexa. Or can you please stop asking her to play the same Taylor Swift song over and over again or whatever it is. And like, there's enough things, you know, that I don't need to introduce a new something that I have to manage with the kids. So as you are thinking about the holiday gifts, it's like, do you really want to manage that remote control car with your kid? If you think your kid can be fine with it and it'll be fun, that's great. But if not, then maybe you don't get it. And so just try to think about, is this going to be a thing that's going to bring you joy? Or is this going to be a thing that will potentially be a great point of contention? And I'm a little worried about that with this computer, but I think the benefits um, of being able to have this as something that the kids can make and then use in a really open way with the TV set, um, I think they're ready for it. So that's yeah. something to think about too. Um, I think just remember that kids can get into really little things too. Like I remember just thinking it was fun to get a new notebook and a four color pen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like doesn't have to be a huge thing or a new lip gloss or um, some cool socks. You yeah. know, I mean, really, so it doesn't have to be like a huge thing that you overthink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, by the way, if you, speaking of time home with the kids, there's a fun thing that my kids discovered with Alexa, with the like Amazon, I guess, I guess it's Amazon. I don't know, whatever, you know, robot that's listening to your every word in the house. <laughs> Sometimes we say a certain thing and it's like, hello, what do you need? And we're like, what is going on? Anyway. <laughs> And in fact, Alexa can be weird. So we have Alexa hooked up to our Spotify, right? The Spotify music service. And so Alexa can like can play music from Spotify. And this was hilarious because um, I use, I teach some public yoga classes and I use Spotify to play a playlist for, for my public yoga classes. And so I'm in this yoga class that I, I was teaching on this and um it's playing this like lovely yoga music for my yoga playlist. And then all of a sudden it changes to <laughs> Despacito. I know. <laughs> just, like, started playing like Despacito. And I was like, what is going on? And it was like, because it was kind of hooked up to Bill's phone, it was starting to play this like in my yoga oh my class. Gosh. And everybody's like, what That's hilarious. on? It's playing Despacito. It was totally weird. Okay, but I'm digressing. If you have bored kids at home with Alexa, you can, Alexa will do this thing where they're like, I forgot what they said. There's something like, tell me a story. But Alexa will do this kind of choose your own adventure thing. So what my girls have done, like I've seen them, they're like lying on the living room floor in front of the wood stove and they pull up a blanket and they're like, you know, and they, Alexa, let's go do, and Alexa's like, do you, we are going to over the field to the sound of the, you know, scary ghost. Do you want to go towards the ghost or do you want to go away? It's kind of like this weird choose your own adventure Whoa. storytelling thing that Alexa just does. So anyway, heads up guys, you can use that. Um, and a, a one thing while you're talking about gifts, one thing that <clears throat> you can do that I really like and, and enjoy doing is um, homemade gifts are can be really fun to do and yes. make with your kids at the holidays. And the thing that we're doing this year that I realize is so brilliant now because now everybody does it is we're making a, a family um, coloring book. So everybody in what? the family, yeah. So it's super easy because everybody in the family just does a drawing and you outline your drawing and you know, black pen. And, um, and then you just get it printed at, you know, staples or something and you can get it printed and bound super easily. And so everybody's, we've been doing these drawings and there's some from, you know, my seven-year-old, some from my 10-year-old, one from my husband, and we're going to do a few more and just get them printed and bound. And we realize that, you know, even the adults are coloring these days. So we're going to give the adults our Clark Fields coloring book as well. Oh my so, gosh, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard of. It, I've never even thought of that and I love it. Isn't that a fun idea? Yeah, and it's fun. Like we've been we've been having fun um doing it. And another thing that's really fun, um, I'm gonna give away my secret for my gifts for all my friends that I like to give. And I don't feel pressured that I have to give my friends a gift, but what I like to do is I get those tiny little mason jars and I make um I make uh, a like a peppermint sugar scrub. And what? you know that you, it's super easy, you know, you buy that at wherever, but you can make it, you just actually, you just mix 
sugar and, um, and, you know, just the cheap granulated sugar. And then, um, you know, almond oil, you can buy big things of almond oil at Whole Foods or different places. And then you put some, a few oh, drops of, <laughs> you put a few drops of peppermint essential oil in it and you just mix it up. And then it's this like, you know, body sugar scrub. It's super easy. It's fun. Okay. So for all of you adorable <laughs> people out there who are into making like body scrubs, you rock. I, I will not do this, but so I want to offer another option for okay. friends. Let's talk about getting it for friends. I have a favorite website where I would like to buy every single thing on the website. Um, there is an artist named Emily McDowell, just like it sounds. And if you go to emilymcdowell.com, she makes gift cards and mugs and tote bags and keychains and pins. And some of them are fairly profane. She uses the F word and the S word, but they're, they're, deeply compassionate and hilarious and lovely and real and so I just spent like way more money than I meant to on this website buying cards and mugs and presents and like for example she's got this one card that just says please let me be the first person to punch please let me be the first to punch the next person who tells you everything happens for a reason like just hilarious and then like one that says um she's got a line of parenting cards that I just think are so real and so funny and again, deeply compassionate. Like, you know, she's got one where it shows this um, whole stack of different parenting books, like how to, you know, how to parent your kids. And then underneath it just says, you're not alone, hang in there. Like these really, they're funny, they're hilarious. So um, my favorite place to get gifts for my um, mom friends is emilymcdowell.com. And I would really encourage people to go there because they're, funny and sweet and cute and hilarious they're great so, i just popped over yeah. and checked them out I, yeah i, I, I just this uh and you can feel good about buying from a woman-owned shop that's independently owned and i don't know emily like again i don't get any kickback from this i'm just a huge fan of her work hey that's super cool i love that i love that that's cool yeah. so cool so we've talked about some uh gifts you know experiences and um and different things one of the other things I wanted to touch on was the idea of um, donating, you know, with your kids. And so this is something that we do as a, a family every year. And, you know, and obviously this depends on your, your time and your budget and all these different things. But in, I always had this like idea. I was like, we're going to be like at the, I really had this aspiration to kind of like be at the soup kitchen with my kids and just how it like, it never happened, you know, like it's just kind of hard. Yeah. It was hard for me to arrange that. And then they were little and I, it's just a little, it was just hard for me to kind of make that aspiration a reality. Maybe we can, we can move towards it. But one of the things that we do is, um, you know, my husband and I, we donate to Doctors Without Borders kind of regularly. That's kind of our, our way of donating. We really feel like that makes a, a good difference. And But we want to we want our kids to know that that's something that's, you know, in their life and that they should, can be doing and just a way to impart our values around giving back. And so what we do is we give them, we, we happen to give them each $50 to choose, they, and they choose a place to donate this money around in December. So oh, they've, they've chosen, you know, they've chosen, um, um, the one where you can buy a sheep. Gosh, I'm totally forgetting. Oh, um, Heifer International. Yeah, Heifer Heifer International. It's a great where, program. Oh, yeah. it's it's wonderful. They've chosen things for um, uh, like women to women. They've chosen things that help girls around the world, and and you can. It's very easy to Google like great places for kids to donate or different things like that, or Google great places to donate. Um, those are some of the ones we've done. And what we've done is we've come up with, we've kind of looked and said, okay, here are like four places that we think might be good places. And we let them go through the process of choosing and looking. So it's their choice to give to someone. And then, then we, they donate in their name. So that, that's uh, something that I feel really good about. That's been a nice tradition in our family. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside The Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So I love all of those. And I have a couple more to add. One cool. is um, uh, <clears throat> if you want to give your kids a chance to choose sort of who the money is going to go to, uh, there are many ways to do micro loans where you're essentially lending relatively small amounts of money to um, entrepreneurs around the world, many of them in developing countries. And a great place to do this is through Kiva, K-I-V-A. And when you go to kiva.org, you can literally like go through and say, I want to go to this part of the country and I want to donate to this woman. And it will show you a picture of a woman. I I tend to donate to women um, who, and it's like, she would use this money to to help to finance this like small neighborhood grocery store she's trying to open or to pay for the cows that she's going to use to, you know, sell milk or whatever. And then um, over time, the women pay you back the money and then you get the money back and you can lend it to somebody else. That's So, so cool. it's, it's a tradition you can start in December. And then, you know, a few months later, all of a sudden you get this email that says your Kiva loan has been repaid. And then you can use it to, again, support another entrepreneur somewhere in the world. So um, I think it's a lovely way to think about you know, people all over the world and how we can stay connected to them and support them. So Kiva is one opportunity. Um, I also love the idea of using the holidays, not only as a time to maybe do sort of a one-off volunteering, if you can go, you know, to a food pantry or soup kitchen or something and do some work there, but also to set up some way of making charitable giving a part of your life all year. And, you know, many religious traditions have something, whether it's tithing or in Judaism, we refer to tzedakah, um, of, you know, giving money. And so one of the things that finally, after like two years of saying I was going to do it, I finally did it, was we used um, a system that Ron Weaver talks about in his really great book, which is called The Opposite of Spoiled. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely book for parents to talk about how to really talk to your kids about money. And he suggests that you set up like three containers for your kids. One, um, one is for money to spend, one is for money to save, and one is for money to share or to give away. And so every week, my kids get an allowance of $3. And by every week, I mean, whenever I can remember to actually do it. And we got these like clear containers, and they put $1 in each container so they can see them growing. Um, And the spend money, they can spend whenever they want. And the save money, the idea is we're going to save up for something big, although we haven't really figured out what that is yet. And so we need to look at the share money and figure out where they're going to donate it. And one of the things that I believe Ron Lieber talks about is the idea of picking a local charity where your kids can literally put the money in an envelope and you can drive there and hand it to them. Mm. And so that the child can actually see, as opposed to this very abstract, like, uh, okay, we clicked a button on the internet and money went somewhere, I don't really know. Like, they can have the experience of actually holding the money, going to a place, seeing that there's a person on the other end. So here in Massachusetts, I'd like to think about cradles to crayons because my daughters deeply know how much they care about like having toys, 
right? And so mm-hmm. I think we can go to the warehouse. We might even be able to volunteer there. This is something I need to research to help organize toys. Um, but I want them, you know, I want them to pick a charity they, they want to support. And I want them to pick something local so that we can, we can drive. So that's, we'll have to check in and see if I actually get it done. But we're, you know, we're building up to it. So we do have these three clear containers on the counter for each girl. And every week when we put the money in, they can see the dollar bill start to add up, which um, as Ron Lieber points out, makes it much more sort of concrete and real for them than just putting the money in like a checking account, which we will get to, but it doesn't feel as real. That's so cool. I love that. I love yeah. that idea of making it local. You're going to, you're going to have me looking for local places this year. That's so cool, Carla. I love that. So yeah. um, cool. So good. So we've talked about giving with kids. We've talked about gift ideas. Um, shall, so some of the things we wanted to, while well, we're kind of on these listing kind of ideas and then let's get to some, so then, and then let's maybe wrap up with some ideas of how to deal with family stress and focusing on what's important. Sure. Um, but some, one thing I wanted to share for sure is some of, if you are traveling, which we will be driving to, um, New England and back and actually Carly, we're going to be in Boston one night. I need to tell you about that. Anyway, um, one of the things that we do on our trips is we do we do podcasts um, for the kids, and we kind of load them up in the car, and you know, and then we listen to them, and we we like podcasts, and obviously we're making one, and uh, we like some for the kids, and so I, I have three to share that I think are really fun for kids, and one, two are a little bit more like kind of like bombastic, boo ah, kid stuff, you know but which are but still pretty great and one is wow in the world which is wonderful it's like it's all the science stuff and it's really great love wow in the world yep love love it and the other one is um that's really cool is story pirates and story Ooh, pirates I don't know that one story pirates my daughter discovered this story pirates is neat because what they do is they enact they they kids right in from every like elementary school age kids right in with their stories and then this team of like radio radio actors like act out the stories and make songs out of them (laughs) that sounds either like horrible or amazing okay so like the um, the first season is they definitely got better like this I would start with the second season because it's really really good and like it's this hilarious story of like there's this hilarious story of a carrot on Mars and it wants to be eaten like it's just great but it's like really it's actually really well done um, and it's fun to listen to <laughs> and my girls love it love it and um, and then finally the last one that I really really love which is definitely much more on the crunchy side and is more kind of soothing and calming, but my kids love it, love it for so long, is um, Sparkle Stories. And Sparkle Stories, and again, I'm not affiliated with them, but they have a free podcast, but they also have a subscription service of, you know, where you have access to just tons and tons of stories. And they have stories that are specifically designed for long car rides. They have healing stories. They have like fairy stories. And my girls love these stories of Martin and Sylvia stories, which are wonderful. And it was so funny when it, because it's, I really think of the idea that, you know, what we, the media that we take in is really nourishing the way we think and, and et cetera. And, and I really like this. I, I want the media to kind of be, I love the idea of having a sort of good influences and good examples. And so in Sparkle Stories, Martin and Sylvia, like the first one I ever listened to, Martin and Sylvia are like this, this home, they're in this homeschooling family and they come downstairs from their loft bedroom and they eat this breakfast of like an omelet with like some green beans in it. I'm like, oh my God, my kids would never eat green beans for breakfast. <laughs> and I love that like they're hearing that. Green beans in an omelet, come on. Who put green beans in an omelet? I think That's the, weird. I think the green beans are on the side. But anyway, like I, I just love the idea like that their minds could be completely blown open by the possibility that kids would eat some like vegetables for breakfast, you know, and okay, it's all, fine, like, they do maple sugaring and, you know, it's really, really oh, that's like, adorable. Sort of beautiful and it's nice. And they're really kind of, you would like, sp- oh, I think I they're, they're fun for adults to listen to too, actually. So. I'm going to check it out. So <laughs> my, I have one more podcast, um, suggestion um and then let's see i have actually a couple of apps that are useful so in addition to wow in the world there's also a relatively new stories podcast for kids called circle round 
and it's from WBUR, which is my local NPR affiliate. And it's like international folky stories that are very sweet. And my kids um, like that one. So there's Circle Round. And then um, we actually use the Hoopla app, H-O-O-P-L-A, and you can download free books and audiobooks through your library membership. Ooh. And um, it, we don't download the books because um, we, my kids don't read books on screens yet, but you can definitely download like free audiobooks. And so uh, that works well if you don't want to pay for them for sure. Um, the other thing is that my kids have actually gotten into, occasionally they really like listening to just brief guided meditations on like Headspace or Insight mm -hmm. Timer. Both of those are starting to have more um, kids, kids, kids like content. So I don't know like how those tend to be shorter. So they may or may not work for, you know, longer car rides, but it's just something to think about. Um, so those are some things we do on long car trips. We also just play a lot of music, which the kids um, really seem to like. I can forgotten how much we can sort of enjoy playing music. Um, if there's a really long book that you think your kids would totally be into, you can get it off audible.com, but those, you, you definitely have to pay for those. So sometimes it's worth it. If I'm downloading a book, for them that I know is going to be like nine or 10 hours of reading and I think would actually hold their attention. I will get it off audible, but otherwise for the shorter stuff, it's, it's really not worth paying for. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did that when we were in the midst of that epic Harry Potter reading and I knew right. everybody, everybody would enjoy that for sure. And then another few other quick things that we like is I actually finally down, there's a bunch of, you know, the, the old, old classic, the license plate game. Like we actually downloaded, oh. you know, I actually printed out, you know, color license plate sheets, which are super, you know, you just Google license plate, uh, bingo. That's adorable. And they did that on the last car ride. And that was, that was really fun um, for them to do. I mean, they were like, oh my God, Alabama. Can you believe we saw Alabama? Oh my God. Like, That's a great so idea. They were super excited. So, oh, and then the, with the songs, something you can do that's fun if you want to like download songs and say you have someone in the car. One thing we've done occasionally is like we go around in a circle and everybody can choose a song. Like, so like, uh, it ends up being this kind of wild, interesting mix of songs. That's a great idea. <laughs> In a row. That's a great, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so we have given you guys lots of different suggestions and ideas, and I will try to put these, some of the, my notes for these into the mindfulmamapodcast.com um, space for this show. And let's, let's get down to finally, like, you know, some, some stress. Like, how do we want to deal with some of the stress and some of the, um, the challenges of the holidays? And I think that one that we've already kind of underscored a little bit is just slowing down and giving yourself permission to say no to things is really, really yes. important. You know, don't feel like you have to do everything. And, you know, you might have to have some skillful conversations, you know, thank you so very much for this invitation. I really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, right now this, you know, we have too much on our plate or whatever, have a, have a conversation where you uh, express your appreciation and then, you know, explain as skillfully as you can that maybe you can't go to that thing. Um, and then another one that I'd like to uh, be to offer is that idea of kind of, and, and, and this is also in that parents.com article, but just resist the urge, urge to be Martha Stewart, right? Like we don't, let's, let's let that inner perfectionist kind of let go. You know, it, the holidays are going to be magical for your kids. There's a magical element to coming together. It's really about that idea of coming together, you know, lighting lights, eating together, and really the idea of you being more just present, you being more relaxed, you being able to sort of slow down and, and enjoy it. That is a gift to your kids and to your family, much more than making everything perfect, right? It's really about just, I want you to give out the listener, I want you to get, have permission, give yourself permission and know that totally. it really helps everybody when you uh, allow it to be imperfect, have a sense of humor about your imperfection. And, and, you know, that's an incredible example for your kid and, and really value just 
being present and being able to um, appreciate what is there ra rather than focusing on the little things that you perceive as wrong or not fully up to. Yes. Um, and I would like to, uh, yes, a hundred times yes to everything you just said, Hunter. And I want to add a few more thoughts and tricks. Um, the, the, the idea of giving up on the perfect Christmas actually came up in, in a movie that's in the theaters right now. It's Bad Mom's Christmas. Oh, now, really? <laughs> um, well, I laughed at this movie, but let me tell you, if you, if you saw the first Bad Moms and you thought it was too crass or too wildly inappropriate, don't go see this one because it takes <laughs> crass and crude and inappropriate to new levels that I was even like cringing in my seat. Like, I can't believe they're showing that. After so if, if the crass and stuff doesn't work for you, then please don't go to this movie. But if you thought the first Bad Moms was funny, um, this one's funny. And it, and it tackles the relationships between the adult mothers of the first movie and their mothers. So it's kind of about the mom-grandma dynamic. Um, so, and, and part of it is, you know, one woman really trying to let go of the perfection. So that's one thing that if you're looking for a girl's night out and you're okay with some like wildly inappropriate stuff. Um, but in terms of for your family, one of the things that comes up with a lot of the parents I work with is how um, disrupted our family routines can get during the holidays and how hard that can be. Like, you know, if you're traveling or if you have guests in your home, you know, how much do you just sort of let things go and how much do you toe the line on what your kids eat and how much screen time they get and when they go to bed. And here's what I say to parents, like you can't keep the perfect routine. Part of what makes the holidays fun and crazy making is that, you know, we do get to try different things and do different things and maybe stay up late with your cousins. And you don't want to drive yourself crazy just being an enforcer the whole time. But what I will say is you need to figure out what your family's showstoppers are and respect those. And here's what I mean. This is the basic self-care stuff that each person in your family needs so they can function. So I have one kid who just requires a tremendous amount of sleep or she's a mess. I have another kid who is a total sugar addict. And if I let her have too much sugar, she like totally falls apart. And mm. so I know that I really can't be flexible on the sleep with that one kid. And she can eat whatever she wants. She can watch as much TV as she wants and she's fine. But the sleep sends her over the edge. And then this other kid, excuse me, if she doesn't get enough sleep, she's okay. And, you know, again, other things I can be flexible about. And I know for me, well, it's everything. I'm a delicate flower these days, but I know that I don't get enough sleep. And if I go overboard on the caffeine, you know, I'll get too cranky. So just like as you're traveling or having guests in your home, really try to think for a minute about what you can be flexible on and what you really need to total eye on. And it, it will make things easier. Um, and then for those of you, this is the last thing I'm going to say, who are heading into a family dynamic where you know it's going to make you crazy, where you know you're going to see relatives you don't see the rest of the year, and they're going to say inappropriate things or do things that drive you nuts. There is a game that's sort of a classic in the therapy circles called Dysfunctional Family Bingo. And if you Google it, um, just Google it, and you will find a lot of options. But the idea is, the basic idea ahead of it, uh, under, underlying it, is that if you are ready, if you anticipate that your uncle's going to make a racist comment or there's going to be a fight over politics or your aunt's going to nag the crap out of you about something or whatever it is, that if you anticipate it, then when it happens, you're like, oh, look at that. I thought it was going to happen and it happened. Oh, well, you know, it kind of takes some of the pressure away from the situation. And a way that people try to make this fun is you can actually print out these blank bingo cards and like fill in each box with all of the sort of crazy things you think might happen. And then, you know, you can play it with different family members. Um, you want to be careful because we really don't want to offend people. So please, like, be thoughtful about how you do this. And when you fill up your bingo card, you win. I mean, you sort of lose because all this stuff happened. But you win. But the whole idea is... Bring a sense you of humor. In, yeah, like, try to be funny <laughs> about it. And remember that, it's, you know, it just is what it is. And it'll pass. And try not to get too swept up in, in these old family dynamics. So... <laughs> that's just a way to give you a little distance and perspective. So again, if this sounds interesting, you can Google dysfunctional family bingo and you'll find a lot of stuff. Okay. So I just did. I just Googled <laughs> dysfunctional family bingo. And this is totally cracking me up because it's like brother sneaks outside to smoke a joint. <laughs> Dirty looks between your mom and your uncle. You know, like yeah. someone crying in the bathroom. Curse words said in front of a child. Um, 
someone saying, are you sure you want to eat that? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Like let's, let's look at this like pitiful, sad state of family affairs and like, yes, let's have some, some, uh, a sense of humor about it. A little bit of macabre humor about it, I think really helps us get some, some perspective. And I think that's hilarious. I have never heard of that. Carla, thank you so much. And along the same lines, I'm going to add one more brief thought. Please, please pay attention to how social media is impacting your mood over the holidays because mm -hmm. the holidays are a hard time for so many of us because of loss or divorce or financial stress or employment stress or family dynamics. And if you are logging onto social media and all you're seeing are pictures of perfect families and beautiful Christmas trees and piles of presents that you can't afford or whatever it is that's triggering you, um, please, please take some time to stay off social media and give yourself a break because what you need to remember is that the holidays can be a truly challenging time for all of us. But what people choose to put online isn't necessarily reality. And so if your time on social media makes you feel supported and connected, then by all means, knock yourself out. But just notice. And if it's making you feel, you know, less than or inadequate or crazy or stressed or anxious, shut it down. You don't need to be on it for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is when we want to, we want to be really, um, we want to practice that self-awareness and notice like, am I, you know, notice when we're starting to get triggered or starting to get stressed before it gets to a head. And when we notice it, start to acknowledge it like, oh, wow, that didn't feel great when I heard, you know, uncle so-and-so say that and just yeah. kind of offer yeah. to yourself that compassion, like this families, it can be hard because people have suffering and that, you know, reverberates it, you know, with us. And, and I think it's, a, it can be really hard to do and it's sort of higher, you know, it's kind of like Zen mama level stuff. But if you can, you're, you know, offer, try practice to see that, you know, when people are acting badly, they're feeling badly and kind of notice that, you know, the, you know, the unskillful things people say come from a place of suffering. And, you know, I have to really practice this in my own family and I have to be really practical and notice that, you know, this number of days feels great for me to visit and this number of days is too many. So I'm going to yeah. practice to limit the number of days and to practice also like for me, it's really important for me to keep my mindfulness practice to a certain degree. And it's really important for me. Some of my kind of not essentials are, um, I try to not go crazy, uh, not eat too much sugar because it makes me feel horrible um, and just, you know, yucky inside. And then also one of the things I, I need to practice is I, I'm, if I don't, you know, I sit in meditation most mornings and if I'm visiting my family, I don't necessarily have the space to do that. But what I do is, you know, I, when I have a space, I take it. Like if I wake up and so they're not awake yet. Or if I go downstairs and everybody's there, I, I'll go upstairs and I'll just take a moment to sit for five minutes because I know that's really grounding for me. And then the other essential for me, I know, is to go have some time away from like the bubble of, you know, the house and the closed windows and everybody together and, and get, go for a walk, really walking or yeah. like for me going for a run, getting out in nature getting some time if you can possibly like in the sun <laughs> and in nature, I think is, is um, that's a really important to kind of just keep tabs on for you. What, what is, you know, what are the essentials that you really want to hang on to? Like Carla was saying, like, what are the, what are the family rhythms and the, the rhythms that are essential for you and for your kids? Like maybe it's that nap time or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah. And then if there, are there any plate ways? Let's, I, I love the idea of ending with this. Like, are, are there any ways that you, uh, do Carla to help make the holidays, um, a little more sacred and a little less, you know, you know, less commercial and, and to have those sort of quieter, more sacred moments. Do you, what, what are those moments for you and your family, Carla? I think for us, it's 
twofold, um, and it all revolves really around reading. And so one is that during the holidays, I really try to use that extra time we have together to dive into a big book with the girls. So um, right now we're reading Wonder, which is amazing. Um, and I'm going to find, yeah. Oh, so it's a movie out right now, and um, it's it's becoming it, it it was incredibly popular, and it's gaining in popularity again because a big movie with like Julia Roberts and stuff, um, and it's a delightful story about a boy with a facial deformity and going to school for the first time, and so, and we'll find another big book um, to read together over the holidays, and then we also just read a lot of stories about Hanukkah, which, you know, helps us feel connected to the holiday and to our culture and our faith. So for us. Um, I think, you know, for me, I don't do a lot of decorating. My husband does the cooking. I'm not into that stuff, but I love reading with my kids. And so we just go to the library and get a ton of books and spend a lot of time reading. And that it's, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing expensive. It's not particularly special, except that it's, it's special for us. So our, our main ways of kind of slowing down and reconnecting really happens through reading books together for our family. Mm. And my husband makes donuts. He makes donuts at home. He, he he just makes them in our house and we eat them. And that's amazing. But I can't take credit for that other than the eating. Yeah, for Hanukkah, it's a thing. He makes them and they're incredible. Um, but that's my husband's contribution, which is an amazing one. Nice, nice. And, and, and what we, do you do? We, we read too. We really like reading. I loved The Night Before Christmas. That's such a wonderful poem and mm. and story. It's, it's really, really great. Um, I really love the time when we decorate the tree and and what's so nice about that for us is that we you know it's just there's all these memories there's all these ornaments with pictures on them and you made that when you were this old and look isn't that funny and and those kind of things and some things we've done over the years which is kind of neat um we well now this year it's like gonna be it's pretty warm in December but we had one year it was so cool so we have just um just a walk from our house it's maybe about I don't know, the equivalent of three or four blocks from our house, or, but it's, it's, there's a little bit of woods and there's a little path through the woods that we walk to, to get to this, um, the, to, um, a little farm. It's like, a it's like they sell produce and, and, and they sell Christmas trees. And oh, so one year <laughs> we were able to, we had a huge snow and we were actually able to, we were like, ah, we we're all snowed in. So what we did is we took our sleds and we walked to Marini's and we got a Christmas tree and then we pulled it back through the woods on a sled. It was, so that was super cool. So we were able to do that. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this year, but part of it is we decorate, you know, I cut down, I, I, this is the time of year I trim my trees and I, I stick them in my planter pots and we, you know, I think just decorating the trees part of it for us and then reading those stories and, you know, spend, spending some time when it's dark, just having time together, hanging out in the house and, um, and lighting, lighting candles. That's makes things sort of, quiet and sacred and and that's kind of I think a nice way to bring some some sense of quiet and sacred because it really is about this is the darkest time of year let us bring light into this time to uh to lighten the darkness right I really think that it comes back to that for for all of these traditions ultimately I love that and you know we do light candles every night of Hanukkah on our Hanukkah, uh, our menorah. Um, but I, I didn't actually include that in sort of our sacred moments because, in all honesty, some nights it's like a mess. You know, I've got a girl who's like crying because she didn't get to light the first candle, and I've got another girl who's crying because we're using our sister's menorah. We don't have enough candles for both menorahs. And so, like, in all honesty, <laughs> sometimes it is this like beautiful sacred moment where we say our prayers and we kind of notice and be with the candles, and sometimes it's like, Oh my gosh, we just get through this, get to bedtime. So yes. um, just pulling back the curtain and being real. But, you know, yeah. it is something we do for all the nights of Hanukkah. Yes. Yes. Well, cool. Well, I hope this, um, thank you, Carla, for coming on. And this has been, you know, I, we've had a, I knew we would have like a ton of ideas and things to share. So I hope some of these ideas have resonated with you, the listener. And maybe, Carla, I'll give you a chance to, you know, think about what you might want your, our listeners takeaway for this to be, but for me, my, my takeaway for you, the listener is to just be, uh, be intentional about the holidays. Don't just get, you know, swept up because we always do it this way. Kind of take a moment to take a moment to think about what 
serves you and what doesn't serve you, what feels good and what doesn't feel good, and, and give yourself permission to to make some changes and, and offer up, you know, what, what do we want to hold on to? What do we want to, what do we want to let go of? How, how can we create some space? Um, and how can what, what we do in this time reflect our, what, what's really important to us. So, um, I think that is my, what I'm hoping that your takeaway is, you know, for listening here. And, and Carla, do you have any thing that, any last thoughts you want to offer? I do. I just, I hope that all of us and, and you included Hunter and me and all of our listeners can find just a lot of compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. during this holiday season, because we, we all go into it with aspirations that maybe don't work out or plans that go astray or, or going into it knowing we're going to have a hard time for a variety of reasons that, you know, the holidays can bring up painful memories or, or whatever is happening for folks. And, and really just remembering um, to be really kind to yourself in, in, the, in the thoughts you think and in the way you treat your bodies and treat your family and just hold a lot of compassion and love and forgiveness for ourselves and our family members as we move through this season. That's kind of my wish for all of us. Mm, that's beautiful. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Carla, for Thank coming you. on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys can find Carla at carlanomberg.com, right? And yep. uh, yeah, awesome. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Hunter. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mindful Mama podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. Don't forget, you can go to mindfulmamapodcast.com and find the notes. So if you are wondering about all those resources we mentioned, you can find that in the notes for this podcast. And if you have any questions, you can absolutely email me hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. That's mindful with one L, mama, M-A-M-A, mentor.com. And coming up, we have some really exciting podcasts for you. I'm really excited to talk to John Roman of the Front Row Foundation. And that's it then. So I'm wishing you a really, really beautiful week, sending you lots of love, wishing you some peace in the holidays and a sense of humor as you go through it. Have a great week. Namaste. (laughs) You're making me laugh and cry. All right. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.